Welcome to Revive Mentally Podcast. This month is May, and in the States, it's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, the theme this month is remembering our names. You know, names hold a lot of value, personalizes an individual. But a lot of times when it comes to names, they can either conjure up, you know, fond memories, unpo- unpleasant memories. We're, this month, we're paying tribute to mental health, which can be messy it can be hard for families to navigate can be hard for the individual to see past what they're going through and remember that they're still who they are i find that names a lot of times is one of the first things that we do or people do when someone is born in this world is that you name them it individualizes that individual i just want to say that we are um we're reminded of this month because of all those who are suffering by the same time i'm so i'm so pleased to have a recurring guest returning guest i would like to say frida thank you for some coming on and sharing your insight with us and just sharing um yeah your knowledge and everything else thank you for coming on yeah thank you for having me again robert it's a pleasure no problem. And I just want to share a disclaimer. If you are in the United States and um, um, 988 is a, a suicide crisis lifeline, I do encourage you to find what resources work for you. I don't like reinventing the wheel. So whatever works for you, I, I tell you to find it. Um, whatever community, whatever you feel comfortable. Just the biggest thing is to ask those three, those, those, that three-word question. Oh, well, I need help. Not question. I need help. You know, well, that's the hardest things for us to say is I need help. So one thing when I think about this month is some of the celebrities that were no longer here. And one of them notable is Robin Williams. I, I think about his quote and it's kind of eerie hearing this quote, reading this quote, thinking about this month and this quote. Um, I used to, th- and he reads, he, the quote reads, I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not the worst thing in, lo- in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone. What comes to mind when you hear this quote, Frida? Oh, I mean, I'm a very, very feeling person. So mm. what I felt listening to that quote was deep sadness, yeah. really, mm-hmm. you know, because so many people out there are feeling isolated and alone and feeling like they don't. Um, that nobody would be able to accept and understand them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sad that that even in our world today with so much research, um, extensive research around uh, mental illnesses and mental health, that so many people are still feeling isolated and stigmatized and, and struggling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also, you know, um, Robert Williams also, this quote brings up a more, I guess, intangible view of how we see ourselves you know i could be around people who are trying to support me but i feel the same thing Mm -hmm. i feel alone so um and i feel that's an interesting concept so it's not always Mm -hmm. the case that there's not support there sometimes it's just the person or the individual who's struggling refusing to take that support so Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting idea because proximity doesn't mean i could be around a lot of friends a lot of people but if i'm miserable if i don't like who i am if i don't like what's going on um it's not it's gonna be very difficult um to to feel like i connect 
and I feel um, I could be doing be doing things alone, tinkering, do my hobbies or whatever, and I don't feel alone at all. I feel fine, but it's 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 a verbiage. So um, piggybacking on that, um, what have um, what have your experience been? I know right now we're we're getting out of COVID, but I still feel it's still kind of different. You know, I, I knew before with all these social media platforms, all these ways we could connect, we still don't connect well. Um, we have so many ways, but we don't really do it effectively. What are your thoughts when you think about that connecting and actually this quote? Yeah, I want to uh, speak to a few things that you mentioned there. Um, yeah, definitely. It doesn't help when we are so mired in in negative uh, emotions about ourselves. Maybe um, people are stuck in depression or have such critical views of themselves that they, they, they don't feel they deserve to even get the help or they don't even know how to reach out. Mm. Help, even though there are people who are, you know, maybe ready to help them or ready to set them up take them to a psychologist or, or take them to get some help. And it's definitely interesting that with so much technology at our fingertips and mm -hmm. so many Facebook support groups out there, you know, and mm. a lot of self-help material available, it there is still this disconnect from other people. And, you know, um, I yeah, I, and then on top of that, I just feel that sometimes um we have this generalization of what we're going through like if i'm going through like um, something that's hard if i lost someone let's just talk about grief for a second because a lot of people have lost someone during the COVID 19 it will not look the same as anyone else you can't take someone else's context and i, I feel sometimes um it may feel a little bit better at least you know if you're you know knowing maybe what diagnosis you have but your depression or whatever you're going through is not going to be the same as your neighbors at all um a lot of times there's a sense of urgency you know the sense of need to, and wants that we don't take a lot of time to kind of think what we want <laughs> you talk about um uh you know um I find it funny when you uh, just hobbies. I ask my clients, "What hobbies do you like?" And like, I, I don't have time for hobbies. I I don't deserve hobbies. I need to do things yesterday. I need to be better yesterday. And I feel for me that urgency is concerning. That disconnect is concerning because there are ways to connect, but apparently we're not doing it well in some ways. So, what are your thoughts when you think about this? Yeah, I mean, what, what it makes me think about when, when you're talking about hobbies and, and people not even knowing, you know, if, if you ask a person, what do you like to do? What relaxes you? What makes you happy? Mm -hmm. um, if you just got a 24 hours Ferris Bueller's mm -hmm. day out, you know, what mm -hmm. would you do? Yeah. People don't even know how to answer that question. So mm -hmm. if if we if we don't even know how to connect to ourselves or, we mm -hmm. you know, we, we don't have this this idea of who this person is inside then mm. the question is you know how well do we actually connect with other people maybe especially when we're on social media maybe it just stays at this surface level mm. that we're just liking and sending a few emojis and things like that but are we really connecting with each other 
yeah on a deeper level you know i'm interested in knowing who you are what are your dreams what are your struggles but we need to first ask ourselves that yeah exactly Mm -hmm. i i feel you know we outsource this is we live in the world where everything's convenience-based everything's want we want things to be easier but we take very little time of knowing why we even do what we do it's part of the reason why i i used to like um you know we're dependent on gps even though we go to the same place every single time we put it in there it's almost like that's you know and obviously we make excuses like uh you know i want to know the traffic but honestly it's not bad to have structure at times it's not bad to this technology is not inherently bad is what i'm saying but when we don't take the time to even know what we want whenever everything we want or need is something that we sound like commercials that we're just commercials ourselves saying what we think other people would need and on defining words defining what is important to us individualizing it just like if someone had a medical disease or let's say someone had cancer you know you're gonna individually you're gonna take a second opinion you're gonna say you know i don't know this is not working for me but the saddest point is when it's intangible when it's mental health everyone you know no one can really see it sometimes like you know the the medicine's kind of working i'm not gonna bother my mental health provider i'm like who who are you doing this for (laughs) why Mm -hmm. aren't you sharing that maybe this medication is not helpful it's not you know for me i think that's it, it starts from the individual from my experience However you maintain sustained change in someone's life that's positive, it starts from the individual. It doesn't start from, you know, Oscar Wilde says it this way. I, I saw this quote. It says, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. <laughs> Everyone else is already taken. And a lot of times, only if I could do this, only, you know, we start being jealous or kind of envious of people's situation. But you don't know what they've gone through. You don't know what brought them, what title, really, what makes you happy. Susan, what makes you happy? David, whoever you are, find out who you are. And that I feel that for me, um, I, I, I think that helps at least the start of the journey. It's not everything, obviously, but it's definitely a good starting point to at least know what you want. Um, I want to ask you, Frida, switching gears. From your experience, what have you, you seen to be helpful in working with or through difficult moments in your life? What did not help you as much? You know, which take time to kind of unpack this. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what to start with. <laughs> mm. um, well, I would love to to definitely share what has worked for me over the years. Um, I have uh, worked in the social work industry for for many years in Australia, and I. Um, People that know me, they they know this about me, but I I did experience um, a lot of stress in in relation to to my career. Uh, I dealt with anxiety uh, for for most of my life as well. And and you know what? That really pushed me to to do what we talked about. It's it's to kind of go on a journey to to build inner resilience, to figure out what worked for me. I mean, I tried... um, I've done counseling, I've done therapy, I, I did supervision, you know, I paid for external supervision when I was a social worker. My, mm. my employer didn't pay for it. I paid for it myself. 
Um, then I found practices like yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and it sent me on a journey to not, you know, not only go inwards and, and develop these uh, skills in me, and I'm in no way uh, there. I am still an incredibly big work in progress, but but these are things I found work. Um, and uh, I'm re I'm recent. I recently started coaching for uh, for people to develop something called mental fitness. Mm -hmm. And uh, mental fitness is a term that is coined by uh, author of positive intelligence, um, and he's a Stanford lecturer as well. His name is uh, Shirsad Shamin. Mm -hmm. And uh, positive, uh, no, sorry, mental fitness is. Um, our capacity to deal with life's challenges with a positive instead of a negative mindset. Mm -hmm. So mental fitness is our, our capacity to, to deal with life's challenges and opportunities as well, because opportunities can also be challenging, right? And pushing mm -hmm. us yes. maybe in ways that we feel totally uncomfortable and out of our comfort zone. So building mental fitness allows us to take on opportunities, um, with you know with with focus with calm uh you know with a positive mindset instead of a negative one um and to illustrate this i i wanted to to tell a little analogy so mm. this is um so comparing it to physical fitness right mm. what does it have to do with fitness so yeah if if you're an average um if you're an average person with an average physical fitness for example mm. and you're yeah. riding a bike and you're going along a very smooth, level, even path, mm -hmm. and you're just going at a very easy pace, you'd probably be able to, to go along without getting too tired or too puffed or, having, or not falling over and things mm -hmm. like that. But if suddenly you put a mountain in front mm -hmm. of yeah. that person with an average physical health right and suddenly you have to go up these uneven rocky roads and there's sharp turns you're probably going to fall off the bike you're going to get tired injured you might give up um yeah. halfway there so comparing that to mental fitness building mental fitness means that we we build this capacity to actually uh, deal with challenging times when they arise. Mm -hmm. It's not just people who are, are diagnosed with a mental illness that need mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Because anything can happen in life. You know, a pandemic happened mm -hmm. and none of us were, pre mm -hmm. were prepared for, mm -hmm. for what challenges were there, right? It was a mountain. Mm. That had no roadmap or or nothing that we all kind of um, had to had to deal with, and you don't learn it by reading a book. Mm. On you know you don't learn to do mountain biking by by reading it from a book or from a website, right? We have to build this muscle, mm. um, and um, yeah. So so those are the things that have really worked for me, and it really goes in line with you know what we what we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, let me talk about what hasn't worked. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And this is definitely not ha asking for help, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we're both in the caring industry. Uh, I've been in social work. I know that you're mental. You work in mental health. 
-hmm. a lot of people in this industry not not great with asking for help because mm -hmm. where are the people that people go to for help yeah, right? and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people they feel like well i can't look like i'm weak or i don't mm -hmm. know what i'm doing you know um but it's really about deep empathy mm. and deep respect for ourselves mm -hmm. that we ask for help because we have respect for ourselves and we have empathy and without asking for help we burn out yeah. and then the world misses out on yeah. what we have to give um, yeah I, yeah and i i know i wanted to just say with the whole met mental fitness i think um i like that you brought up it's not just for people with mental illness i think um if we're really being honest all of us can really benefit from being a little bit more intentional you know i've with our communication with our families how we process that you know you know mentioned before about it seems simple enough, but you know, the reframing and kind of looking back and looking yourself and like more of a mindfulness kind of way, you kind of see mm, now maybe a little bit close to the elephant. I remember there's one author, there's some, some blind, they had a blind people look at an elephant for the first time. One's touching the trunk, one's touching the, and they have different aspects. It's still true, but it's not the entirety. So I feel a lot of times we have blind spots i would say i am more amazed when people communicate effectively than if they do <laughs> than they than than that they don't i i'm most times i a lot of our conversations are very superficial i remember you mentioned the pandemic one thing i missed was just going to the store not feeling i had to rush out with my mask i'm like uh, how important was this thing i'm about to buy the line's long there's no interaction it's just like you know everyone was just kind of and i think i think at least for me i felt there was a loss there was a loss of that kind of even that superficial conversation that we used to have um uh, and you know building on that i i think um you know you, you mentioned uh the empathy when it comes to you know working in the mental health field uh i i think um I think it's important to, um, you know, you say respect. Yeah, you know, it is respecting yourself, and you know, making, knowing that you know, you're, you know, you're only as good as you know. Is it more important that you look okay, that you <laughs> look like you're healthy, or that you actually are? Uh, um, it's it's a struggle because there's there's a lot of heavy cases, and I know you know this, Frida. You. You deal with people who you just don't even know how they're even still here talking to you. You're like, I don't even know how. But at the same time, you know, I, I just find slowing things down, knowing what you can actually control. I, I got this from Victor Franco. He's like the whole idea of, you know, it's not about, you know, consuming yourself. I'm paraphrasing of all the things you can't do or all the things that are out of your control. But what can you control today? Maybe it's just you know, those who you know this mental health. So a lot of times with depression, you don't even want to get out of the bed. Well, maybe the only thing you do is get out of the bed. Or maybe the only thing you do is go out for a walk. One thing I notice also, people who are pet lovers, people who love dogs, um, 
it's hard for them not to have a dog because the dog kind of allows them <laughs> a purpose to go walk them. You know, like the, if they didn't have the dog, they wouldn't go out to walk. And uh, I just want to share yeah. this one. one uh, and, and that's what fi- that's what yeah. finding what works for you, right? If you need yeah. to have a dog in order to get <laughs> walking, yeah. get a dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, no, no, it's fine. I, I see a lot, especially in the. You know, I'm in Florida, so a lot of older, you know, older elderly individuals and you know you know a spouse dies you know one of the things that i've noticed is the hardest thing when the spouse dies at that late age is funny enough how do you cook for one person it's weird it's sad you know so like even the dog being there it's like okay i have to take him out i have to take her out so it's one of those things um i just want to share this quote doesn't really fall in line but i think it's interesting to piggyback what robin williams says and just kind of shed light it's from i'll i'll give you the name he says what should young people do with their lives today many things obviously but the most daring thing is to create stable communities in which this terrible disease of loneliness can be cured i do not minimize loneliness after working in the mental health field experiencing it for myself loneliness can make us do some of the you know could get us in trouble could get us in a lot of struggling moments and sometimes like like robin williams shared in the beginning in the quote um when you feel this way it doesn't matter if the people are around you it doesn't matter if even if they want to help you it's it's how you see the world that that is around you and that is i think a cautionary tale and it, it kind of makes why this month of recognizing and recognizing the individual is so important because we are the individual like whether i have dis- uh, depression schizoaffective schizophrenia bipolar i'm still robert you know whoever that is whoever that individual is it's not i am bipolar one or whatever the D- dsmv number acronym no i am still that person so i feel sometimes when you individualize like we take ownership of what we're doing. What is our health? Our health is not to so generalized. Then yeah, it, it's because I want to be better. Why do you want to be better? Because I want to, you know, you know, be uh, have a better relationship with my family. Have you know, be able to build what I think I've lost or whatever it may be. I think that's what helps a lot. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm sorry to kind of go on. Yeah. That. Yeah, no worries. You've you've said so many interesting things there um, about, you know, the individual and it really brings it back to this idea of building the inner resilience, you know, because how do you even start to build a community when you don't know what kind of people you want to connect to or, um, you know, how do you feel listened to as a person or what are things that you're interested in um but i think it also again builds on this idea that we are individuals Mm -hmm. and i really want to stress i think if there's if there's one thing in terms of honoring this day and building Mm -hmm. um, the health awareness it is to to really uh stress that any any part of you so you know in any part of who you are whether it's your challenges whether it's your mental health uh 
disorder diagnosis, whether it's the trauma you've experienced, whether it's your childhood or your thought patterns or your dreams and your skills, mm. these are all part of who you are uniquely. They're all uh, there to enrich in the person you are. Um, none of it is wrong. None of it is a mistake. Mm -hmm. It's happened this way. Um, when, when we build mental fitness, it, it's actually a process of integrating all these part of ourselves. And it comes from building deep empathy for, for who we are. Mm -hmm. It comes from building curiosity, you know, about mm -hmm. why, asking ourselves, why did this, for, coming from a place of curiosity, going, why did this challenge happen to me? Mm -hmm. um, why did it pan out this way? Why do I have these thought patterns or these pattern behaviors where I don't ask for help? Be curious about it as opposed to coming from a place of, of um, you know, we have these uh, things called saboteurs in our heads and they're, mm. you know, the critical harsh voices in our head that say, oh, you're not worthy, you're going to fail, nobody likes you. If you ask mm. for help, people will think you're weak. These are the critical voices that then prevent us from actually being curious and going, hey, what support do I need? It seems like my I can only handle this much mm -hmm. and I'm lacking some resources, I'm lacking some skills, mm -hmm. I'm lacking support network. What can I do to get yeah. these things, right? Can you, the difference in those two energies mm -hmm. is vast, right? One energy pulls you down and isolates you, mm -hmm. makes you feel unworthy mm -hmm. of happiness or support. And one opens you up to possibilities. Yeah. And the other thing is also being able to then look at how are my experiences, how could my experiences be a gift? Mm -hmm. You know, if, um, I mean, I see my experience of anxiety, for example, mm -hmm. as, as an experience that trained me to be highly sensitive to the emotions of other people. Mm -hmm. This makes me a really effective coach and, and social worker and meditation teacher. Mm -hmm. I have deep empathy, you know, for both myself and, and other people. And I wouldn't have developed that skill mm -hmm. if I hadn't had my own experience of anxiety, right? So we can also ask ourselves, how, how can our experiences, even mental illness or trauma, how could it be a gift? Like, what can it teach us? Um... Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of times we just need to give ourselves a little bit of time and grace. You know, a lot of this, I just remember just um, especially when I was going through a lot of stuff, I remember looking back and looking right now, looking forward. And I say a lot of our lives right now, like right now is unfinished. Let's be honest. Like we're if we're completionists, like those people who are, I don't know, I'm a gamer, so people who play games, they want to get 100% accomplishments. Probably not going to happen all the time. You know, a lot of times in life, and if you give yourself a little bit of grace, you understand that, hey, I am human. One thing I love is comedy. Why? Because it kind of toes that line of celebrating our humanity, our, 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 uh, you know, our shortcomings our you know our accomplishments too but also that we ourselves are human and i feel when we ds when we kind of look at ourselves and understand that hey i'm not finished but nor will i be you know the unfinishedness is kind of what i've kind of grasped on and also it, it helped me 
quickly, especially when I'm going through a hard situation, to reframe it. Understand that, you know, just like you're saying, sometimes hindsight is 2020. Honestly, I, I if you go through enough hard times, you, you kind of remember the feeling, at least for me. And I'm like, okay, this will pass soon. And then I'll re- reassess what actually happened. Why did this happen in this way? Um, but it's the danger is when we don't address it, when we outsource our needs and wants to a general sense, when we think about our mental health as a general sense, that it's just a phase. That's something that, um, and you don't individualize it. You, you, you put, you put it aside thinking, uh, you know, I don't want to deal with this. Well, the thing is because I have so much other things. Well, I, I would encourage you to take the time, take the time on you. Uh, and, uh, if, and that is easy for me to say, <laughs> Time management is a very tricky thing. It's, I feel it's very individualized. On the, it, it goes by priorities and, and what is important to you. Um, I think Albert Einstein just touching on mental health and why we even have this month. You know, but mental, uh, Albert Einstein says that the world is a dangerous place, not because of those who are evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. And I'm saying this not to kind of be strong and kind of blunt on this and this goes with your own life you know this goes with you yourself you if you don't like something if you don't like how you're feeling um it's easy for me to say but it it, it's life doesn't happen in the vacuum so you gotta kind of look back at what can what little steps you can take that may be helpful but i would like to say it would be nice when we don't have to be reminded about these months we're just reminded that you know people with mental health (laughs) You know, they need support. You know, it's difficult. It's messy. We should be a community that um, that in, that encourages, um, how you say, um, accountability. And when I say that, it encourages that accountability that it's a safe place. If I didn't go for um, to the gym today because I just lazied out, it shouldn't be a, a big, long, arbitrary reason why I didn't go to the gym. It was because I just lazied out it was not because well that person did that and i was stressed no no I, accountability is not a bad word is you know i know i'm not going to be uh, i'm not going to be anywhere if it's everyone else's fault but at the same time it's it's nice to have a community where it doesn't matter if it is your fault you, you begin to learn from those experiences and move forward what are your thoughts on some of the things that we've been talking mm-hmm. about yeah you know self-responsibility it's so scary isn't it because suddenly it doesn't become um of course you know we we can't look past the people who have experienced um you know when we talk about this mountain right Mm. Uh, a lot of people with mental illness have had uh, difficult childhoods or traumatic events or Mm. um inherited mental illnesses even uh, difficult parents relationships to parents but um it is still you know it's still a responsibility to get the help uh and i know that it's very difficult to be in for people that you know are in the depths of depression for example Mm -hmm. um i i wanted to share just a very 
quick. I wouldn't say it's easy because mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to be present in the moment, but a but a very quick way to actually be in ourselves, even if it's just for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's called the PQ rep. Mm -hmm. And this is a little exercise that you can do, you know, if you are blaming yourself because you didn't go to the gym mm. or if things are just so hard that you can't um, handle it, you know, being coming back into your body um, mm -hmm. is always better than staying in the in the in the mind that is going, oh, my God, the situation is so bad. I'm so depressed. Mm. I'm so anxious. I'm so right. Mm. So we have to create a way where we intercept those negative thoughts in our mind that keep us stuck mm. in the depression, in the anxiety. So next time you feel any kind of negative emotion, anyone who's listening out there, I'd like for you to try that or invite you to try this out. And it's literally just to stop mm. um, whatever you're doing um, and, and to pick one of your senses. So a very effective one is actually to bring your fingertips together mm. and maybe closing your eyes. And you are just like sliding your fingertips up and down. Mm -hmm. And just see if you can feel the sensations mm -hmm. in your fingertips for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. That's a way for you to actually come back to your body and feel yourself a little bit without mm -hmm. it being too dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, it can be very difficult when you are in the midst of, of, of some difficult mental illness or, or men, um, mental issue. Uh, another great one is sound because there's mm. always sound around us. Mm -hmm. so 30 seconds to just pick out three sounds that you hear mm. in your in your environment. Mm. That's just another way for you to intercept the negativity that's going on in the mind mm. and come back to the moment. Um, I guarantee you it, it helps, you know, even if it's just not turning it down a notch. 2%, 5%, anything is um, is welcome. Um, so, little tip for you there. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah. And I forgot what <laughs> in no, no, it's all, teaching no, it's, that. No, it's totally fine. Um, I just want to say what also has helped me is just, you know, I mentioned the whole gym thing, but not during the actual when you're in you know you're you're having these negative recurring thoughts but when you remember that's a good thing about remembering things when we remember you're having oh i was really upset with because i why am i doing this gym in the first place why am i even going to the gym ask it i go through the why questions all the way down i want to be around let's say for some i want to be around to uh for my daughter to graduate college i want to be around for whatever that may be because it, it, it individualizes, it, it makes it more not like policing ourselves. Oh, I don't. Oh, I didn't do this. We look at our our, our Fitbits and we start. It, it, this is for you. This is not for anyone else. So I feel uh, for me reinforcing down the times when I'm not really feeling bad. I'm just reflecting, reflecting on why that issue really bothered me. I'm like. Why am I even going to the gym? That's an appropriate answer. Why am I going to the gym? A lot of people are like, well, you have to be healthy. Why do I have to be healthy? <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's, it's really strange. But I think if you ask these questions, it makes it more personal to why you are really doing what you're doing. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's a great exercise that um, in the coaching world, we call that the five whys. Yeah. You know, where you just keep asking, why is it important to go to the gym, to be healthy? Why is it important for you to be healthy? <laughs> 
because I want to feel great in my body. Why do I want to feel great in my body? You know, and then you get you get to the depths of it. Get to the um, I, in math, I, I, it was the derivative. You have these huge problems. You bring it down to like the smallest, simpler, and usually the simpler reasons are the most meaningful. You know, yeah. um, I want to ask you uh, well, this question as we kind of leading to the end. How would you like Mental Health Awareness Month to be remembered this year? Uh, a lot has happened. This is your chance to kind of share what you think you would like people to remember. Yeah. Well, two things, uh, and they're the ones we, we've spoken about today. I mean, the, the first the one that I would like anybody to remember is that like mental health. So the reason why this day was actually created uh, was to you know, bring awareness to how important mental health is to everybody mm-hmm. and to our overall health and well-being. And then the second reason is to actually celebrate people recovering from mental health uh, illness. So, so those are the two reasons. And with that, I want to say that uh, creating greater resilience and greater greater mental fi- fitness, it is for everybody. Mm. Because at any moment in life, a challenge might come, a spouse might die, a, a, a chronic illness. You might get an amazing opportunity at work that requires you to step up. Mm-hmm. You need to be ready yeah. to meet the challenges and to grab onto those opportunities when they arise. And the most amazing gift you can give yourself is to actually do this work yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and the second thing is um whatever it is that you are struggling with again I want to repeat this whatever gifts or challenges or experience you have it's unique to you and we need to embrace these pieces of ourselves because it's when it's when there's this war inside of us mm-hmm. um you know I'm not good enough or why did this happen to me this is unfair people are unfair I'm you know, this is when the struggle occurs, when we're trying to dismiss parts of us, right? So mm. pausing and, and, and finding empathy for yourself and, you know, doing this work so you can integrate and really own who you are. I think yeah. you mentioned that earlier, yeah. own and step up into who you are because it's it's beautiful. It's, um, you know... Mm-hmm. We're all individually uh, beautifully created. And I also want to say on top of that, that um, you met, like going back to our own self-care in the sense that, you know, you know, the burnout, that, that, that reality that we have, the susceptibility to get into, I would say um, this one quote, it's a Cyp- it's from Cyprus, actually. Proverbs says, when your garden's dry, don't pour water in other gardens. It's kind of interesting that's said that way. Um, I would say on top of that is a lot of people come into my office saving the world, not themselves. So I want to encourage those who are listening um, that, you know, you're just as valued. You know, when you talk about effective communication, one person said, well, I'm not, I'm not uh, extroverted. It doesn't matter. As long as you're expressing your needs effectively, both people's needs that you're communicating with, then you're, then you're assertive in your communication. 
You're, you know, you're, you're addressing the needs of yourself. But what happens is a lot of times we're passive or we're aggressive or, you know, we have those outliers. So take the time. And I know we mentioned, I want to hear from you about the theme. I know we kind of mentioned it a lot, but for me, I wanted to mention real quick about the theme. Remembering our names. I just remember the first things when parents do is they spend a lot of time figuring out the name. And I think for me, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning, it shows how much they value that individual. I think a lot of times we, we, we know the, how this may help someone, but why this may help someone, all this stuff. But, you know, it, we shouldn't forget the names of those individuals and the people who are struggling shouldn't forget their own names. And I feel what I would like to see when I think about mental health is that we are accepting of this. You know, it's not about a community that has it all figured out. I find it more comforting that we have those, those, you know, those, those, I, that grace to understand that that context that my my parents won't understand mental health the way I do when that's okay they're in a different generation if if I pull back and understand that my priorities may not fit on other person's priorities but at the same time we can speak respectively and at the same time if my garden is dry <laughs> I need to start putting water in my own garden uh, I want to ask you um, just briefly um and then we'll get to final thoughts on what you've been going on what's been going on with you the theme remembering our names what what comes up what what comes up when you hear that the, that phrase yeah i mean after we've sort of been bouncing emails a little bit and i i really um and what you mentioned about it's it's the first thing that you know even before we're born these people around us have been you know like imagining this little creature this being that's gonna come into the world and they've created this beautiful name it's come out of love mm -hmm. and you know one thing to 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 um, share with you all is that you know when we were born we were born in our purest essence we were born enough we were born worthy mm -hmm. we were born worthy of love and kindness and understanding and help and support right and you were also born whole mm -hmm. and as we grow up and things happen to us we create these barriers or um defense mechanisms you know mm. and this is then what comes out as negative patterns and things like that and, and we sabotage ourselves what we really want to come back to is this idea that you are whole you there's a true essence in there that is just mm. you Mm -hmm. um and that's what makes me this is what inspires me you know with this theme is that our names also symbolizes our wholeness our pureness and the worthiness that we were born with mm. Mm. yeah and I, I feel um uh some of the hardest conversations are the ones we have with ourselves the ones yeah. in front of our own mirror and i think uh i think it, it's it's a lot of strength when we actually are accepting and knowing, hey, you know, I'm maybe not where I want to be mm. yet, you know, and that's okay. You know, who who's timing this? You know, you're the one living with you. Uh, I want to ask, uh, as we wrap up, any final thoughts you want to share with those listening and then share a little bit about what's been going on with you, what you've been, because it's been almost 
little bit over a year since you last been on the podcast. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think I've shared everything that is in my in my heart, but um, mm-hmm. I would definitely love to, you know, if if this tweaked your your curiosity, if you are like, yeah, I definitely need to uh, develop mental fitness, or that sounds interesting. I have no idea what it is. Uh, reach out to me. Um, you know, you can reach out to me on my website, which is a. Uh, Frida A. Sorensen.com. I know that Rob Robert will share this. And at Wellness with Frida uh, as well. This is both on uh, Facebook and, and Instagram. You can DM me there. Let's have a chat uh, about your mental fitness and or what you're curious about. This is, again, we want you to get curious about you, about life, why things are happening the way they are. Um yeah i think that's all for me robert Um, yeah thank you so much for coming on and having this dialogue a lot of times it's it's tricky but you know the thing the fact that matters to end is that because it's hard it can be hard but if we remember the individual we know doesn't matter that it's hard because it's hard that's why it needs to be done does it make sense i'm not going to say oh someone like my my nephew someone close to me that matters doesn't matter if I could be a help to that individual. Doesn't matter that it's hard or easy. Some of the best things we do are hard, but if we remember the individual, I guess it gives us more focus. So I, at least I want to end with that as we wrap uh, up and pay tribute to mental health. I, want, I just want to say thank you again, Frida, for joining us, sharing your thoughts on the topic today. Remember to stay all updated with Revive Ministry through the various platforms, Revive Ministry fl.com this is goodbye from revivers podcast leaving with the last quote from Brent brown he says vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage truth and courage aren't always comfortable but they but they're never weakness <laughs>